This message you're about to listen to is brought to you by Victory Inheritance Ministries, the City of Hope. As you listen, may the Holy Spirit minister to you in the simplicity of the Word of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm sure we enjoyed the drama. We learned a lot from the drama. Part of our casual Sunday today, we're going to the discussion segment. And our topic is violence, anger management, and depression. You might ask, we are Christians. Why should we be concerned about violence, anger management, and depression? We are of this world. We live in this world. You travel the roads of Lagos. We meet people. You, we work in offices. We go to market. We have children. So here, we are, to re, we are going to react to this topic today. It's not argument. It's just for us to react. We want to learn. We want to share experiences. Because who do you speak to when you are depressed? What are those signs we should look out for? We have children. When our children are depressed, and when they started going to the other side, do we monitor them? Do we see those signs? So those are, those are the things we'll be looking at. What are the types of anger, types of violence, types of depression? What are those signs? So I'll not be alone today to discuss this topic. So we have Pastor Van. Let's give him a round of applause representing the pastors. Give it up for Jesus. Are we blessed? We are blessed. We are blessed. We are blessed. That's it. Thank you, sir. We have Deacon Victor Gunaraba representing the men's fellowship. Are the kings in the house? Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. We have Sister Gazudofia representing the women. Women of excellence! Thank you, ma'am. Someone share me get Sister Tonia. Got Sister Tonia in the house representing the youth. You are welcome. Thank you. It's not only going to be the the pastors, the men, the, everyone will react, but we are going to be orderly about it. I'm your anchor person. My name is Dickness Monica Osemige. So let's be open. Let's discuss. If you want to speak broken, if not so you want to express yourself, talk come as it be. You understand? Now say these people, they speak big, big, you both. If I know if be this big or evil, now I want to tell them what they go through. Or what my sister they go through. As any of you want to express yourself, nobody will laugh. Just tell us. Let's talk. Because these topics are there interwoven. The hunger, the violence, then the depression. You understand? What are we doing? Who are we talking to? What are those, what are those things we are doing to ourselves? Because during the workers' meeting, we discussed at length about debt. 
done, are we getting ourselves into debt? Are you taking those tough turns that are not good for your body? So those things will be dealt with today. Thank you. Welcome once again. Pastor Van, Dick and Victor, Sister Tonia, Sister, Sister Ngozi, Andofia, you are all welcome. So let's get the ball rolling. So we are here today to react to this topic. Let's hear from you in summary, Pastor Van, looking at violence, anger management, and depression. What's your take on this? How can you define this? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, we must all come to the point that we know that every man has an anger. Everybody has anger. There is nobody who doesn't have anger. It's like, um, it's one of the emotions that we exhibit. But when it gets to the level where you cannot control it, that's where it leads to violence. For example, the Bible said, be angry, but sin not. It also went ahead to say, don't allow the sun to go down on your anger. That means, number one, you must not allow the anger to lead you into actions, especially violent actions. Number two, even when you're angry, don't allow the anger to become something that is prolonged. Make sure you nip it on the board. So when you get angry, don't allow it to get into violence. That's what the Bible is saying. Don't allow your anger to become a violent expression because it will always, you know, there will always be an outcome of your anger. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Dick and Victor, can we hear from you? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. As um, human beings, and just like Pastor Van has mentioned, anger is an emotion. Of course, what is anger in itself? It's a feeling you feel when you are sad, when you have this rage about somebody or about something. And funny enough, do we know that to get angry sometimes is even good? But when it's excessive, that's where the problem is. Because sometimes when you are angry or you are angry with anybody or somebody, you'll be able to tell the person the truth about some situations. But when it comes too bad, that's when it leads to maybe depression or what have you. So in one take, as human beings, we all are expected to be angry at one point in time or the other. But the best thing in life is we must be able to control our anger. Thank you, sir. Sister Tonya, let's hear from you. Hallelujah. Just like um, anger is a natural emotion, it's healthy. But um, anger sends the message like every other emotion. And so it responds to the fact that you're upset. And anger is an underlining for other emotions like violence, which can automatically lead to depression. So anger itself, what does it do that leads to the violence? It's a hostile expression that you express, whereby the person perceives there's a tendency that you want to annoy the person, or you've done something that will provoke the person. And it can lead to both physical and mental. And that's why today we have health problem concerning this issue of violence, as well as anger, which subsequently leads to 
depression and depression itself is not something you just experience now it's something over a period of time when it builds up so anger itself it's not something that you plan it's a prolonged condition that all fills up together and then you explode thank you sister tonya sister Ngozi, let's let's hear your take praise god hallelujah um, i want us to understand that anger comes as a, a reaction of um an action it's important we get it that the action itself is not the anger. The anger is always as a reaction. Why we are saying this is because it's important we understand how it comes up so that when you want to control it, you, all, you, 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 you have that understanding that it is the way I react to something, my expression of my emotion to this particular thing that I express my anger. If I don't want this here and I come and I met it here, I have to react. And many times, that's my reaction is where the anger is expressed through words or action. People, people know that you are angry by the choice of words you use or the kind of action you do because an action that occurred you did not like had happened. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. So, thank you. The next question we'll be taking is still from them, then we'll come to the audience. So, we, want to, we don't want to make it one sided. So, let's look at what are these causes? What are the causes of anger? Pastor Van, let's hear from you. Each, each um, individuals have different reasons why they get angry. But most times, for example, I hate being cheated. I hate being cheated. That could be my point of anger. Whatever you hate or you don't like becomes your point of anger. If, if, if they, somebody can do you any other thing, you don't really anger you. But when you get to that thing that you know that this, I don't like this, maybe as a result of experiences or, you know, it could be maybe something that is inborn from your family you don't like this or you know you are used to that and once somebody goes there somebody can abuse you about your father you know and you know how your father died you know it could be a point of anger so most times the reason why people get angry is when you go to the point where they don't like the point of dislike it becomes you know leads to her okay victor i'm going to give you another question to save time so what are those consequences um, there of, so many, of violence, there of anger. Of anger, as we've mentioned before now, it leads to depression. It also leads to health issues. It leads also to social issues because when the anger has been depressed for a long time, sorry, when the person has been depressed for a long time, it can lead to maybe severe relationship with, of course, those with a married couple, and also it can also lead to terminating one's life because from being angry you get depressed from getting depressed you withdraw from people you don't want to partake in those social activities you were used to partaking okay. and all of a sudden you want to end it all so it can lead to suicide okay thank you and uh, sister tonia i'm going to tell us types of violence that you know um well there are various kind of violence some violence itself can be categorized you can have a violence that can lead to homicide. 
you know, that is taking someone's life. That is a form of violence. You can have physical violence. That is afflicting somebody. There is a, a physical assault on that person through punch or you use um, weapons as well. And there can also be violence as a result of rape. You know, when somebody is abused, the person gets violence over time. You know, that can also cause, well, other lining issues like domestic violence just overlaps all other kinds of violence. So that's, and then, you, yes, other that can also lead to that can also be a postnatal depression okay. having to have a child. Okay. Sister Ngozi, looking at the home front and the society at large, what's, what's the consequences of this anger, violence, depression? You know, we have always had it as a man's world. But if you had watched the trend for the past three years, you would discover that domestic violence is taking we say it's taking a feministic apron. It's wearing a new cloth. It's never been heard before now that a woman can raise her hand to kill her husband while he sleeps. We've always seen the world from the eye of the man. What am I saying? Everything is taking a new shape. The devil is intensifying things. It's no longer like before. Right now, people, you see a little child so depressed. Last time, our senior pastor was because of, you know, telling us how a child was told to come for morning devotion and just a little spanking, and that was it, even in the reading camp. Praise God. So the, the resultant effect is that there is the possibility that your child in your house, in the society, might be thinking of committing suicide just because you spanked or rebuked that child if there is no strong existing relationship between you and that child people have the tendency of losing out now or like before before as a father is your right to always correct whether you like it or not everybody must accept it because that's you but now the impact is that if you don't have that bond in the art of that correction the child can be depressed Thank you, very, thank you very much. As she said, things are turning around. They say what, what a man can do. We can see it all over the news. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a joking matter. It's a thing of concern. You understand? Especially to we Christians. Because it's not as if it's not happening in the Christian home. We are part of this society. Because what happens to one happens to all. For someone that's emotionally uh, connected to you, when something happens, it rubs, rubs off on, on us. So we need to be careful. So I'm going to throw a question to the audience. I want us to react. So I don't want it to be one-sided. So what are those signs you should look out for? Because if we don't address these issues, a woman killing her husband, husband killing wife, some youths will never get married because fear was certain. So we must correct these evil vices in our society. So what are those signs that you should look out for? We are trying the questions to the audience. You are in a relationship, you are married. What are those signs? Maybe speak from experience, other people's experiences they've shared. We need an extra mic, please, so we can take it around. Okay, if you want to react, what are those signs? Brother Tolu. And you have to speak out, please, so everybody can hear you. 
Hallelujah. So I think one important sign of people should look out for is a sense of entitlement in the other person. The Jesus said that no man receives anything except it's given to him from above. He was telling Pilate, oh, you don't have any power over me apart from what was given to you. Many times we get angry when you hear that question, do you know who I am? It's because we have a sense of entitlement. We feel like at my level, this should not happen. Or at my level, they should not talk to me like this. So you see a very small child. You give them something and you try to get it from them. They can't give you. Or they even go and visit a friend. They see the friend's toy and they feel like I have a right to that toy. If you notice from a young age, by nature, we have a sense of entitlement to certain things. So I think when you look at adults now, let's leave children. If you notice this person has a sense of entitlement over certain things, then that is a, a sign that this person can become violent about that particular thing when he's provoked. That, okay. that's what I Thank you, Brother Tolu. Any other one that wants to react? Any other person? Please bring it to the front. Please, you tell us your name, then you react. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When we talk about violet and anger with depression, there are several signs we need to look out for. My name is Japheth Abowera. For violet and anger, which is the choice of words and the mood and expression of an individual, when you are talking to somebody, try to understand the mood and the expression in the person's face before you, you, you act or you speak. You, you don't know what the person might have passed through or what is experienced at that point in time you are talking to the person. So you look out for that. And when we talk about the depression, we should look out for those who are so idle, who are so isolated, that some persons they isolate themselves so much that the person is, has been close to you, you talk, but all of a sudden, you see that the person is going back. The relationship is no longer there. Try to look out for the person, to know what is actually going wrong with the person. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> Let her react. After this, we are going to be taking questions. I'll ask questions. You can equally ask questions. So, because if we are asking all the questions, we might not address an area that is of concern to you. Please do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, my name is Kachi. Talking about um, depression and talking about abuse, there are lots of toxic traits that we as youths, we ignore a lot, which leads to depression. For me, I would say look out for people that tend to manipulate you, tend to turn things around. Some people don't admit to being wrong when they are wrong, and they will manipulate you and make you feel like you are the horrible one whereas you are not. So in a case where you're being manipulated and you don't have the freedom or expressing yourself, it leads to depression. And that's emotional abuse, if you ask me. So I think those are the kind of things we should also look out for when it has to do with abuse and depression. Thank you, Sister Kachi. I'm going to take another question. I'm going to ask my panel, then I'll come back to you. Think of your questions. Any area, anger management, violence, depression. Anything you want to ask, we are here to set the ball rolling. So, to my panel, so what are those rules of Christians in containing this, these evil vices? 
as Christians? How do we curtail these evil vices? Let's start from you. Praise God. Hallelujah. The truth is that as Christians, we are supposed to draw the line. When people see your home, the relationship you have with your spouse and your children, they are supposed to know that these ones, they are different. I tell you sometimes, I don't, I don't blame unbelievers because the pressure is too much. The frustration is huge. We have Jesus, and yet see how we feel the fire. Then think about somebody who does not have hope. Praise God. So when we now as believers that have hope relate with ourselves as people that don't have hope, you still shout on him the way that unbelieving, frustrated woman shouts on, on, on her husband. You, the man, you still shout on the woman the way that man that goes to all the different juju to look for help is shouting on her. How do we draw the line? The way we can break it is by proving to the world first that we are different. Let them look at us and envy the originality of the peace they see in us, not the fake. Praise God. Thank you so much. Sister Tonia, how can we manage this? So many things. Okay. Anger, violence. Well, it can be managed, number one. There is a trigger to everything. And if you, can it, if you, if you are able to point out what this trigger is, you'll be able to avoid whatever will fuel this trigger. And to, in, particularly Nigerians, Many of us are actually frustrated and depressed because the economic situation, depression doesn't mean it has to stay five, ten years. Two weeks is enough for you to have episodes of depression, financial issues, marital problems. So I think most of us actually need a therapist. Nigerians don't engage themselves in therapeutic involvement. So there are psychologists, there are physiotherapists, um, there are psychologists who attends to me these are mental issues. Most time we look at it as physical. P people have po they have post traumatic stress disorder. You know, you don't even know. Some people are traumatized, you don't know. So they actually need somebody that they trust. There's somebody you can trust and you can actually talk to. And that burden in your heart will be removed. If not that, somebody who is depressed at times don't even know you're depressed, but you just have this bit of withdrawal syndrome. Somebody is able to pretend not to be depressed until the thought of suicide, murder comes in, and then the person gives in. That. So sometimes, another thing that can help us again is, sometimes when we just take a walk out, we go to view nature, it takes exercise. There is this hormone in your brain that is released. It gives you a very good mood. You know, those things help too. That's part of what can also help. Okay. Thank you so much. Dickin Victor, my question for you, has this done good or bad to us looking at the society generally? This anger has it been of good to us? Of course, anger or depression has not been of good to us as a society at all. You know, before now, let's say about thirty to fifty years ago, I think life is much more easier than now. But because of the pressures of life now and because of the economic downturn, you find more and more people are depressed and angry. I'd like to add to the last question you asked, where you say, as Christians, how can we um, find solutions? Oh. As Christians, as we, all, we have all agreed now that a lot of people are depressed, it is always good for us to reach out to others. Okay. Just a phone call might make magic. Let us continually check on people. Show them love. A lot of people, I tell you, are depressed. Thank you, sir. Thank you.
Pastor Van, my question for you, can a Christian be violent? If so, wh why and how? Why should a Christian be violent? And how can a Christian be violent? So it's a two question in one. Yes, they can. But the question should be, should they be violent? You can't because anybody can be violent. Especially when you don't deal with anger. It's always when you bottle things up so much for a long time. It will always burst out. And that's why it's important to have discussions, counselors, to have people you talk with when it's important. I want to take us back to the Bible. Now, the Bible says, I think it's in 1 Samuel chapter 16, about Saul. Now, the Bible said, an evil spirit, I mean, the spirit of the Lord left Saul, and evil spirit from the Lord, of course, we know it's not from the Lord, came. That's depression. He got into depression because relationship was gone. The thing that, you know, many of us take Christianity to be a safety suit. Christianity is not a safety suit. When I mean safety suit, for example, the fire brigade. You know, when, you, when there is fire, you wear your suit. But if you, are, if you wear the suit, you enter fire, it will burn you. Praise the Lord. So it's important to understand that Christianity is not that automatic safety suit. Immediately you are a Christian, then every other thing just disappears. You know, they say if you give your life to Christ, no more this, no more that. No, it's not. You have to work on certain things. It's Thank important to do that. Thank you, sir. So being a Christian is not a crisis-free relationship. At this point, our evangelist Queen Esther wants to react. Let's hear from you, ma'am. Okay, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm just going to add to the, some of the solutions that can actually help us as Christians. Uh, one of the things that I've observed in a very long time is, um, you see, we Christians, we have to come to the point of accepting the promises of the Word of God. Just like the message that the man of God preached this morning was very brief, and he dwelt on the promises. God says he will do this. God is going to bless you. He will make a way. And I think that we Christians who, who have um, accepted God, Christ, must withdraw from all these false prophetic churches where they tell you that your mother is a witch, your father is a witch. You see, they, they, they implant anger into you. You are so violent because you want to kill the witch physically. You want to go home and, and end it right there. So I want to encourage us to please dwell on the promises of God. Because when we read them, accept it, you know, it lightens you. You, 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 see your, you see your future. You dwell in your tomorrow. And you're happy with people because there's an assurance that God is up to something. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Papa, let's hear from you, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to add on the management part of it. Okay, sir. To manage it means that we have accepted that it's there. It's now how to be able to control it. Now, let's take it this way. I borrow what our head ushers uh, said during her ministration for the workers. There's need for us to do everything that is within us to avoid those things that will lead to a build up and give birth to anger. Start from material things. Do not go to leave in a house because somebody blessed you with five million naira gave you five million and where you what you earn is one hundred thousand that's what you're earning every month you have to plan your life on hundred thousand because that's what you are sure of 
The five million is just a side thing that came. You are not sure of it in the next month or next two months. You can invest that money. Learn to establish yourself to a level that whatever you are acquiring, you have five times of that. You know, so it will enable you to take care of certain things when darkness sets in. These things are certain. There are times the rain stops. There are times the rain starts falling. Now, if you get married, this is very important for us as a nation. Our population is recorded. I was listening to statistics where they were telling us about uh, how many thousands of children, about 4,000 are born in Nigeria every day. Every day. That's amazing. Now, how can you, you are working or you are not even working. Somebody is pressurized. I'm speaking to the men now. Oh, you are 40 years. Oh, you are 50 years. As though there is a certificate that is given to men to go to heaven or succeed because they got married. Marriage is responsibility. You have not finished taking... One of the requirements to get married is ability to take care of yourself, put basic things in place before you bring in a woman. Any woman you bring in is an addition to your pressure and your expenses. And then the children will surely come. How many children can you be able to cater for? These are the things that eventually, the blessings, where the Bible says, let not your good be evil spoken of. All of a sudden, the thing that's supposed to be a testimony has become a source of anger to you. The, every time the woman is telling you, we need to pay school fees. This one, they want this, they want that. And it's far below what you're earning. The anger is triggered up. Now, you can manage this by managing the number of children. Space your children. It's not a, a trophy thing. You must not have children. Oh, I am fertile. Every year you are delivering children. You are fertile. You are the only one that is fertile. Give fertile. Keep fertilizing. That's, that's number, number one. Then, like I said, acquire things. Don't go and buy a car of five million when you earn 100,000 because somebody gave you that money. The car will break down. The car will be serviced. There are things need to be done. You know, Take your time and get to a certain comfortable level in life before you can acquire some certain things that taking care of them, you don't need to sweat. You don't need to be angry to do that. That's what we are talking about. If you can take care of these things, anger will find it difficult to locate you where you are. And then for those of you who are dating or cutting, whatever you're cutting, that have cut some people down. Anyone you are cutting, or you are dating. I don't know where all this language came from. Observe the person. There are some certain things that is manifesting today. God is telling you who the person is. But you have become the Holy Spirit to say, the Lord, he will change. Don't, as soon as you see something, wait for the person to change before you continue. These are words of wisdom. Don't say he will change. He will only upgrade it will improve on what you already seen. Let the person change first before you continue. So these things are there. Because we've seen people that rush into these things and they are not celebrating those who are out. Ability to take care of this will minimize the level of frustrations and anger that is out there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Let's react. Questions? Wanted to ask questions, or if you have a personal experience you want to share. 
questions. Praise the Lord. Your name, please. My name is Casey Brown. Okay. Uh, before my question, uh, a quick one. I didn't know what uh, Sister Kashi said and what her father said. Uh, when you are dating somebody and that guy doesn't want you to make friends with anybody, whether male or female, you cannot chat, you cannot answer call. And you, the sister, you're thinking, uh, he loves me. I have to respect him. He cuts you away from all your friends and you are still dating him. The day that guy finally leaves you, you will be on your own. You will be lonely. You will be depressed. Nobody to talk to. Those old friends, you can't even run to them, most especially the ones who get more pride. You will feel ashamed. How do I go back to these people? And this guy who caught you away from them from one year or two years, you guys have been dating is no more. By so doing, that kind of person, every little thing provokes you. And depression will definitely set in. So when you see a guy that is saying, I don't want you to make friends with this, I don't want this, I don't want this, I don't want your family member, I don't want to chat. My sister, start to change your prayer. That is one. Then, um, concerning we Christian, if we can actually get angry, the truth is that depression is everywhere, like we said. Uh, times are easy for us in Jesus' name. If you are working in an office and there is somebody there who, you know, is like a superior before you, and every means of promotion that comes in, you know, is standing against it. And it's even making you know that, see, I am the principality you have in this office. Uh, you know, say the Bible smoke could pray. But it get where you go pray, you know, go feel they come again. I'm actually saying this because of uh, way back when I was working, you know, as a presenter in Brilla FM. Uh, there is one of her boss then. I remember MTN came and they wanted to sign me and my colleague, the other presenter, as brand ambassador. He told MTN people that no, we cannot become a brand ambassador to any multinational company. That's what we signed with Brela, which is not true. And later we got to realize that our deal was for 16 million. That's 88 million for each person. That's after two months. And they took this deal to Wazubia and they signed two of their presenters there. And now another deal came from Etisalat and this same person still stand. You know, and we didn't know is after this whole stuff when I realized that this is a person, you know. So it got to a point, me, I couldn't take it anymore. If you tell me anything, I react. If you tell me anything, I react. You tell me anything, I react. And when I realized they were actually in acid and becoming rude, you know, and uh, you see a uh, trace of violence in me, of which me, I know I cannot confront him, I can't fight him. Mm -hmm. But if I see what is not, if you tell me, I react. So I decided to resign. People were telling me in the office that what you did was wrong. If you just did beer, there is, see, the truth is that I gave you, you go bearish. Uh -huh. Before that anger go call, come away, go lead to that reaction. I decided to resign. Okay, thank you so much. Before I became violent, I decided to take a walk. Okay. Do you have a question? You want to react? What do you want praise to do? Lord. Your name, please. My name is Ugo Chuku. It's a question on how to curtail anger, okay. violence, and depression. Okay, okay. please. There are, some, there are some drugs that are. Narcotics and anesthetics, which can be used to cure pain, to make someone like feel lifeless when you're doing operation and the rest, okay. such as maybe tramadol, cocaine, and the rest, or anabasine. So what I'm talking about, why I'm asking this question, that these drugs are addictive. So when they're addictive, how can someone try to manage them or curtail when these drugs are addictive? Okay. So we are not looking at the medical area now that when it's being used on somebody to carry out an operation. 
we are looking at a situation you become addictive to drugs. How can we manage it? So it's a question he has thrown. We need to react. Okay. Wait, Mama, please, we are reacting to a particular question. Do you want to react or you have a new question, ma'am? Let's react to what he has asked so we won't jump. Wait, okay. Do you want to react to this question? I don't want a new question for now. Anybody wants to react? Okay, please do. Sister Tonya wants okay. to react. Um, those drugs that they use to cure depression and all that, it's under the regulation. Like everything is under regulation. So there is nothing like after a while it's going to get addictive if only you continue beyond the time given. If somebody is under depression, they give you antidepressant or bitter blockers. This will just help you for that period of time. After that, you're meant to stop. Further use, you get addicted. Okay. Yeah, what yeah, I think quickly, is sorry. Oh, okay. I think the fact that you have approached the hospital, the hospital cannot organize prayer for you. Anywhere you go to, there's a, if you go to Babalawo, it won't give you this drug. It will cut some things and spray some blood. If you come to a pastor and you are depressed, his recommendation will be to fast and pray and present Christ to you. So anytime you go to the hospital, what you get is a concordance with your approach where you have found yourself. So the most important thing is we must put ourselves in a condition that will not make us go to people or a team. If you find your way there, you become addicted. Just like those who are Christian, they also are addicted to the faith. There are some people today that don't do drugs. They say, God will do it. God will do it. There are some people that are good that are going to native doctors. He will do something for them. That those that are hospital, anywhere you approach, there's always an answer to the issue there. So the best is for us to do all that we can, you know, to avoid. Some of us, we are not, we are trying to play down the spirituality about it, but we still talk about it because that is a basic thing there. If a man be in Christ, all things are passed away. That is just it. As long as we stay away from it, we decide to go our way. These are things that are going to confront us and we have no choice but to run to somewhere. And anywhere you run to, there's always something to offer to you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the living God. Um, I just want to give um, um, a solution to this anger management too. I am using this as, it's something I learned from Pastor Van. There's one Wednesday he was preaching. Since then, it has not left me. I shared it on um, uh, um, Sunday school. He said, learn to give excuse excuses for people's action it will help learn to give excuse if you call them and they don't pick your call just assume like maybe probably they are busy or something because it will help you to begin to you will see that that pressure of anger or something that can stir anger up if somebody maybe do something against you and there's you get this angry you can just maybe probably is this kind of person it's not because you don't know that that okay, but you just give an excuse for that person, so that at the end of the day you'll be free. I want to give an example. Something happened in my place when I was growing up in Ajegule. Ozor can, can would know about it um, in Uzo Street where we where we're growing up. The there's one boy. Is a very gentle person. Does not find as in is just a gentle person. Somebody that does not look for trouble and all that. 
But an issue came up then in our place. Somebody accused, accused um, the guy of maybe having an affair with somebody. It's just this girlfriend thing and all that. And the guy that, that maybe they were saying that his girlfriend was having an affair with this young boy that was not having any issue. The guy got angry because there are all these kind of boys that smoke and do all that. Got angry. They exchanged. They were fighting. They were fighting. They fight. They, they were just living at our back there. So they fought, they fought after all the fighting and all that. That guy, this John himself, now left. He was front of my compound that this guy was sitting down. That guy came back again to meet him. You know? Now bust and break bottle and just so out of the annoyance, instead of just carrying your own bottle, say break. As he break him. Also, you don't hear of that story. Now the guy throat he divide. He never carried bottle before, but now because of that anger, because of the fight don't go, and he was coming back, you know. The guy came back to him, but because he could not control it, it's just like the thing is over him. The guy now. Okay. So when he when he when he when he killed that guy, he, he himself didn't know. He was even running back home to go and carry cutlass. When people came, rushed down to his house to carry him, that you have just killed somebody. This was the first time he was reacting, and he got him to um, prison. They took him to Krikri um, prison. He stood. He stayed there for over like five close to five six years okay, but when he came you. back but when he came back he he cannot he was not remaining the same okay. he started smoking thank, and thank started you. living the life of thank, boys. thank you so much so what do we do when we are angry you understand you have to have, apply emotional intelligence how do you react when you're angry don't take a permanent decision in a temporary situation somebody just eat your car and the next day you just bring out your jack and you you, you clear the person's whispering no. You have to calm down to assess the damage. It might just be something that insurance can take care of. There was an incident. He was trying to, you know, crash the person's windscreen. He ended up using the thing on the person's head. And when you kill somebody, you know the consequences. Mama wants to react. Oh, Mama has a question. Please give the, phone, uh, the microphone to her. Contribution, please. Yes, ma'am. Go over to the bible as a christian hebrew chapter 12 and see what god said there concerning us hebrew chapter 12 1 and 2 media continue ma'am let's raise that pastor passage and i know how okay. to handle the anger okay media can you have help us please Prejudices. Or somebody can read it. Okay. Hebrew 12, 12 one, and 1 and 2. Can someone read for us? Somebody. Amen. That verse is showing us how a Christian should behave. As we are compassed about with so many witnesses, they're looking at you, you're a Christian, but when you see your wife, your wife has become a devil to you. 
You see your husband coming in here. This man has come again. Uh, these children, you have to kill, want to kill me here. You use your mouth and speaking evil to your situation. Making situation worse than ever. As we compass about with so many witnesses that are watching you, that are watching your behavior, you are watching your action, that are watching how you are living with your family. Let us run the rest with patience. And looking unto Jesus, author and finisher of our faith. When you look at him, you know that you are going somewhere. You are not ending here. You see others doing like that, so not everybody will do it and go away with it. You can do your own. Look at the example the brother said there. Only once he tried it, his life is entered there. Uh, we Christians, we have a lot to do in this situation. If you are going closer to God, he will help you. When pastor, well, one pastor was preaching from U.S., when I was watching movement of the this God's channel, he said that anger, he brought it out to this topic, anger have make many people lost their, their sight, their vision. Anger, you can't control it. You, do, you, can, you don't have the ability to control it. You have to go to somebody that will do it. Only Jesus. Amen. Amen. Nobody have capacity. You don't have it. Please. Thank you, ma. Amen. Thank you, ma, for your contribution. Any other person? Question. Okay. Microphone this way, please. Introduce yourself and you ask your question. My name is James Apovere. My question is somehow wide. <laughs> For instance, first and foremost, I have different questions. Do we have different types of anger? Because some persons will tell you we have gentle anger, we have rude anger, different anger. Do we have types of anger? One. Okay. Your second, next question. Que second question is, for instance, you are naturally gentle. People know you as a gentle person or as a Christian, whatever name you want to call yourself. But you find yourself amidst co-workers that always push you to the wall to make you go angry. But because you are naturally gentle, you find it so difficult to bounce back or to be hungry. You find yourself amongst neighbors that always want to push you to the wall to make you hungry. You find yourself among maybe your fans that always want to push you to the wall, male or female. Okay. You find yourself among a wife or okay. husband that wa always want to. So thank how you. do you manage it? Okay, thank you so much. Okay, she wants to react. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Please, let's get this straight. If you do me something that I don't like, if I tell you that I don't like that, it doesn't make me a sinner. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's not get it twisted. Let's not get it rinsed up. If you took my phone without telling me, and I'm looking for it, and I saw you using my phone, I have every right. 
to say, why did you? If I anyhow, I, when I raise my voice, I bring it down. I dance around it. So long as I am focusing on that phone. Where we have issues, like I mentioned this morning in the class, is that instead of talking about the phone that you collected, I'm now telling you that is why your husband is nobody. That is why you are nobody. Look at your life, how your life is a messed up. How, and I am reducing and disrespecting your person. Praise God. That you are a Christian. I got the, my boldness to express, to say no and to express myself when I know my right as a child of God. As a child of God, you don't put yourself in a place where people put their feet on you, put you in the gutter, or push you down. You know, the confidence of God's word in you makes you bold. Praise God. But let's not get it twisted. When there is an issue, how we can manage it is concentrate on that issue and not the personality of the person involved. Don't start saying your life is finished look at all the rest of your life you keep trying you will never do well this that and yet you are not talking about the phone that is the issue you know why anger is a reaction just like uh, bro Eze was saying already make up your mind that you are not going you are going to handle this thing it's my phone that you took as i'm looking for it and i'm desperate what if i am talking to myself okay god please thank you we have five minutes more so we need to quickly. Okay, please do. No, no, no. Let's another. Okay, another question. Another question. Okay, please give him the microphone. Another question. We have five minutes. Praise so the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm Chino. So, I want to ask, what level should what level at what level should one go in trying to express a holy or godly anger? Do you understand the question? How far can you go? Like she, she rightly said, she has, that's part of the question she has answered. You understand? You should not go beyond what you are trying to answer. We hope you've been blessed by this message. To experience more, visit us on Wednesdays by 6.30 p.m. and Sundays 8.30 a.m. at Victory Inheritance Ministries, Plot 25, Block A, Kusela Road, Ikate, Elegushi Waterfront, Fort Roundabout along Konoyo Gas Station, Lekki, Lagos, Nigeria. Or follow us on Facebook at Victory Inheritance Ministries. Or you can email us at vimministries at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you.